0: Hey guys, it's Liz Kelly. The NBA season is in full swing and the NFL playoffs are right around the corner. So make sure you check out the Ringer's original videos that go up weekly featuring our very own staff writers. Every Wednesday, Roger Sherman provides free sports lessons for the internet at large. And every Thursday, Kevin Clark's worst picks of the week let you know what not to bet on. And lastly, every Friday on NBA Desktop, Jason Concepcion offers up his thoughts on the latest drama around the NBA. For the remainder of the NBA and NFL season, you can find all of these videos on our YouTube channel. What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skyler Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Prichard. Battle Season One Champion, Mike Horn.
1: The King of Sad Stop. The Silver Lake Heart throb. It's Trey Kirby. It's Nick Mundy.
0: This is your girl, WWE Superstar, the Legit Boss, Sasha Banks.
1: Hey, this is WWE Superstar Braun Strowman.
0: My name's Kevin Owens. Ah, Shinsei Nakamura. Zach Linder. Yeah. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofarajah. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening, you're listening yeah, you're, to... you listening, listening to... And you are listening to, listening, 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 to, listening, listening to... You're listening to... You're listening to the Masked Man the the Masked Show. Man the Masked Man Show. The Masked
1: Man Show. The Masked Show. Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Man. Welcome to the Mask Man Show. I'm here not alone. I have someone in the studio with me. I am joined by my friend Greg Wachinski. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. But let me. Greg is a hockey aficionado. Uh huh. Writes for ESPN. Podcasts for ESPN. His pod's called ESPN on Ice. But is uh, has a long-standing non-ESPN podcast called Puck Soup that many of you may be familiar with. Um. He's also a wrestling fan. I am. Um. Well, what, what, what was your, what you tweeted, this is not even that interesting, probably now that I'm going to say it out loud, but there, you, but you were not long ago, you tweeted about your favorite podcast, but like you, there were separate rankings for wrestling and non-wrestling.
0: Yeah. Cause I, I find myself, uh, as a, a person who, you know, occasionally catches this podcast, but also someone who spends a lot of time in his car. And, uh, because of that, I am, uh, someone who follows the, uh, the the Conrad thompson oh yeah podcast and and here's the I mean I'm sure there is some crossover there uh, with your listenership and his listenership and I have to say that um, the reason I got into his podcasts was because in the beginning of his podcast with Bruce Pritchard it was this sort of uh, it felt like the WWE uh, and F at the time was on trial. Like, here's a guy, like like Conrad was the proxy for the, yeah. for the fan. And he was like going after Bruce and asking him about, you know, hey, book this shit and all this stuff. And and it was very interesting because it, it felt like it was what, what we would do if we were given the chance to, <laughs> to, to, to kind of like prosecute the yes, WWF brain absolutely. trust. As the show went on, it became much more of a, a two guys like reminiscing a about comedy. whatever. But that, so the thing is, is the bischoff show that he's doing now 83 weeks yeah that's the show that it that i that that i liked yeah like that is very much a uh uh you know someone descending into the depths of hell and 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 (laughs) prosecute and bugging Mistopheles as to why they he committed all these atrocities it's really compelling to me especially because it is more about the fall and the failure of something than it is about because like, there's only so much you can really probe the depths of about yeah, at, why'd you decide to do this thing during a time when the business was as hot as it could possibly be because of The Rock and Steve Austin? Like there's only so much you can get out of that. But when it comes down to why'd you decide to do this when know, WCW's man. ratings were in the toilet, that's it's much more interesting. They find a way to probe the depths of everything, WWE there's nothing better. There's nothing better than the than the digre-
1: the, the, the something to wrestle digression. Where he's right. just like, you know what, I don't know. The next time we're gonna get to talk about Maven is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, Well, there's a reason for that. Um yeah, no, I don't. I don't actually listen to the the uh, the Bischoff one a lot. I only really listen. I only do my uh, my, my Bischoff content is all TED Talks yeah. at this point. So, um, listen, this is uh, TLC Week. Mm. WWE TLC Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. Although it's really just called TLC. Is this weekend? It's going to be awesome. We're going to talk all about it. But before we get there, a couple of things we need to talk about. Raw ratings have officially reached the lowest point. And the history of aired television. Actually, I don't think that's true, but you get the point. Uh, it's, they're doing really bad. Dropped 4%. This is according to Meltzer. Yeah, modern era record low, just a 2.19 million viewer average. I got to tell you, man. It's one thing when like, when ratings go down and you're just like, oh, it's because football was on. yeah, Or oh, it's the down time of year. But man, they're just not like that episode of raw was just, it was weak. Like if I, I turned it on and I would hope and
0: I was like, I would have changed the channel if I didn't have a podcast to do. It's, it's been an, an at least a month long rut, maybe more. Uh, again, I, I, it's funny, you know, I think there are certain weeks you can, you can blame football. And then there are certain weeks when, you know, Seattle's winning a game six, nothing. And, and really nothing's going on there uh, too much. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, um, I, I've, 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 I agree with what a lot of fans are saying about the show, that it's sort of been booked into this just pile of mashed potatoes yeah. where, you know, the discernible battle lines aren't being drawn. There isn't enough people to cheer for. There isn't enough people to root for uh, or, or boo. Uh, it, it's almost as if the, the simple booking 101 basics of wrestling have been abandoned for convoluted stuff every week. Yeah, I mean, here's my,
1: like, I totally agree. Here's my, um, my brief rundown of Raw. Correct me if I'm getting something wrong here. You too, Jim. Um, basically the show opens up with Seth Rollins. It's like, it's it's basically like Seth Rollins is CM, CM Punk, Punk. right. And it, they're basically rerunning the pipe bomb angle, except the promo's shit. Seth Rollins is not CM Punk. He's better in a lot of ways, but not in that way. And, uh... And you have fucking Baron Corbin playing the role of like the corporate office. Like you can't have a workshoot where you're where the target of your ire is the kayfabe authority figure. Right, right. The only way it works is if you're just like, I'm talking to you Paul, or I'm talking to you, to you Vince. Vince. Like that's that's the only way that it works. Why
0: why why have they done this to Baron Corbin?
1: Well, this is actually, I think, a step up for Baron Corbin. He was going I think he was sort of tanking well, before floundering Yeah,
0: he had a, he had weird hair and the a wolf t shirt, you mm-hmm. know. But it is a step up. I miss up, the wolf t-shirt. But it's not aii do not I don't, I don't find him to be, I don't find him to be an authority figure that really draws my ire.
1: No, I mean, he, he works in the sense that he kind of has a little bit of that x heat. So it's like, and you can, and you need that in, in a heel authority figure sure. in this day and age.
0: But um, isn't a heel authority figure supposed to be, I mean, essentially the heel authority figure is your high school principal. And you're in detention mm-hmm. and 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 I'm going to get one over on you. Like, it's got to be that kind of vibe. That's why the authority figures like Vince and Stephanie and people like that, I think, would work because they're loathsome corporate types. Yeah, it's true. You know, and the guy with the wolf T-shirt is like, it's like it's like your buddy who you used to smoke up with got a job as a bank manager. You can't hate <laughs> that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's bad.
1: And the other, I mean, and even in even in within kayfabe, as we're discussing here, you're right. I mean. I don't know what I'm supposed to be excited about. I and mean, obviously this they were really short-handed this show, but yeah. the premise since the last big pay-per-view was that they started this new like Legion of Doom alliance with with McIntyre, Corbin and Bobby Lashley mm-hmm. to take on Braun Strowman. But why would you book that as like your big angle going into a pay-per-view for a for a month long angle when there's not when a payoff. and w- or when one of those guys isn't going to be there? Yeah. And then the other three, the three villains aren't really hanging out that much. Right. Yeah. Like, were they even together on Raw? I don't even remember. And um, yeah, it just, it all seems very weird. So you're left with Seth Rollins just and like, just like having a one week feud with Baron Corbin for the sake of filling right. up a three hour show.
0: And that's been the complaint is that it's too much kind of booking on the fly and it's been too much flip flopping of people where... Again, I, I, don't, I don't profess to be an, an every week viewer of Raw. Like I was telling you before the show, I think a lot of my, my Raw and SmackDown viewing at times, based on the job that I have because i got to watch a lot of hockey, um, <laughs> is, is viewing uh, the highlights that are necessary um, through uh, digital means, mm-hmm. sometimes official and sometimes unofficial. And, uh, and then also kind of reading recaps, uh, like I've, uh, I'm catching up on a prestige television show I don't have time for. Because yeah. it's not compelling me to watch. In Raw's case, it's very much because it's not compelling me to watch. In SmackDown's case, it's more of a, maybe I, I didn't have time to catch it. Because I do like SmackDown a lot these Smackdown's days. SmackDown's been great. Yeah. And 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 I said this last week on the show, the highs and
1: the, the ebbs are... are, are Higher. Uh, there's other way. It 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 doesn't. The it peaks has a,
0: are, peaks are higher and the valleys are lower. Dave. No, it's the reverse. The, the peaks l- aren't quite, quite as, high, as high, but the
1: valleys the 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 floor is a lot higher too mm-hmm. because it's just like it's just quality product Global
0: warming. That's yeah, exactly that's right.
1: That's right. Um. But yeah, it's a, they got a lot to deal with. I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure there's some there's there's some degree to which they're just complacent. It's that time of year. There's all these kind of built-in excuses and everything else. And and you know we get we're just working towards WrestleMania. Um. It also doesn't help and it's not I mean like a very small example Dean Ambrose isn't wrestling until the pay-per-view right. that's clearly like an off like like a writers room decision we're going to keep him out of the ring we're going to we're going to make it feel special mm-hmm. but when you're suddenly when you like you show up to raw and there's like only 12 able bodies or whatever right. it's like oh fuck well maybe we should have but you can't change your mind then that's not their fault mm-hmm. that's not what i'm saying
0: but it's all of these different ways you sort of book yourself into a corner keep him off raw make it special when we see a match we've seen You know, only one. Well, he's got a bunch of twice. He's got a bane coat now, so Um, (laughs) it's it's different. (laughs) I like new Dean Ambrose. He's great. He's not. He's no
1: new Daniel Bryan, but he's he's doing he's doing really good. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff. I don't know why. I I mean, I guess I'm trying. I was just trying to think through like what the solution is, right? And it's like if this were a real, if you were worried you write that into the show, Baron Corbin, Stephanie calls Baron and was just like, ratings are terrible. If you don't double them, then you're fired. Forget all these other stipulations and Baron Corbin would say, I'm stripping Brock Lesnar and we're having a a new, we're having a tournament tonight for a new champion, right? I mean, isn't that the, I mean, that would be the play. Um, or at least like we need an interim title or something and then ha- and then have somebody create have you know Finn go over or something just to like make it I mean mm-hmm. it would it would be Drew McIntyre
0: but anyway right. and then a, and then at some point you know Lesnar would show up in theory yeah. and be rather pissed off that the title was stripped and there you got a whole thing there like it, there's there are ways to do it um but the, I mean although it wasn't the best delivered uh screed um you know, the the crux of what Rollins was saying, I think, has been echoed by a well, lot of people that have been watching sure. the show. It's just sort of weird
1: that it's like this that he's like out on Lucha House the Lucha House Party, right? Yeah. Because it's like they're they're the baby faces in that feud, right? Right. But I guess the implication is that Baron Corbin is letting them get away with these house party rules. I don't know. You're trying you're trying to make sense of it. If you're doing, uh, your, you're doing your best, and you can't
0: have it can't happen. Because- I took
1: notes for I took notes for about th- like forty five seconds on Monday night, and that was it. I was just like, "Wait, Seth is Seth turning heel on the Lucha House Party?" And then I just quit taking notes. Yeah, so we got a big pay per view this weekend. Let's just get right into it. Let's just get right into it. We'll hit some other news at the end. Uh, we'll talk about big cast, We'll talk about Vince McMahon wearing a mask. We'll talk about Larry the X ending. But let's talk about let's talk about uh. About it, about WWE TLC twenty eighteen last pay per view of the year because despite everything we're saying and I think this is why it's so disappointing this card is fire like yeah. this is the on on paper and wrestling on paper is a funny thing but on paper this is like the greatest pay per view I've ever seen mm-hmm. but Maybe to go not. back
0: to go back to your peaks and well, I wouldn't go that far uh, but uh, the 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 peaks and valleys aspect of 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 the the product I think is uh, is also kind of uh, akin to what we see now in the lead up to these pay-per-views. Pay-per-views have been pretty good, I think, this uh-huh. year. Oh, I would say overall. How, how many how many of them do you think would you say and and we can we can leave the Saudi Arabia stuff on the side if you want to um and and the kind of extra stuff if you want to, but overall, what percentage of the pay-per-views this year would you say would have been good? Wow. Um, over 50? Yeah. Over 60?
1: Ooh, I think it'd probably be. I mean, good. I mean, if this is like a Rotten Tomatoes score, be- better, I might get like than a the ninety, TV, but better than the TV product. <sighs> I mean, it's so hard. Better than better than your average episode of Raw. I would say, yeah, probably like it's like, s- like 90, seventy seventy five percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really the, the the it's the the pay per views have been really good, right? So I think it's been and always like- a pleasantly and ple- like a lot of pleasant surprises too. I mean, that was always the you know th- that's always. The, how you rate these things if
0: you just kind of come away feeling like that was better than you expected. Right. And I, and I think people come away from it feeling like why can't why can't the television be this this uh, uh concise and 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 clear and well booked. Like that's the feeling I get when I watch a pay-per-view sometimes and then get back at the television. Because yeah. television undoubtedly undoes like 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 40% of what happens on a pay-per-view now and that's the problem. It's true. It's true. Um, I
1: mean, I think part of, I mean, they've had, they've dealt with so many injuries and stuff that there's some point where you like put together an insane pay-per-view like this one, you put together a great card and then you almost have to just like sit on your hands because if you lose another player, then you don't know what you're going to do. Right. Right. Although it's, you know, par for the course now though, par for the course. The first thing I want to talk about the most important thing moving forward, you know, the, this is unofficially the beginning of WrestleMania season because there are elements of this that will lead into the Royal Rumble, which is officially the beginning of WrestleMania season. But now we have a direct line, which is the winners of the mixed match challenge, r Truth and Carmella are taking, and and, and the the matches between r Truth and Carmella versus Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. The winners will be the thirtieth entrance in their respective Royal Rumbles. Mm-hmm. Is this? This mix I don't know if you've watched Any of the Mixed Match Challenge It is absolutely bonkers The whole conceit is wild But they They've Had so many injuries And some of them have been Like healthy scratches too Just like Oh we just don't Like Like Whatever uh, Charlotte's got a Got a you know, feed her dog, so she can't be on this week. Or, well, or she,
0: What was the original conceit? Was it to, to, to have a digital well, platform yes. type deal?
1: The original conceit was Facebook wanted a show. They wanted to give Facebook a show. Right. This is when they're doing their rights negotiations too. So it's important to kind of seem wanted. And for whatever reason, the decision was made to do something very different <laughs> as opposed, because I th- I think that's smart. I mean, I think that if you, if it's just like we're just going to put four matches on, or whatever, two matches a week on Facebook, right. It'll become
0: superstars immediately. Right. You know, no one no one's gonna care. Mm-hmm. The lack so, of a true uh Russian heel probably hurt them with this Facebook thing. <laughs> you figure that that would oh play my gosh, pretty that well. That would well be Facebook. so
1: great. That'd be so they should have just turned they should have just just turned uh, uh Rusev uh into, into like a, a hacker. Hack- right. <laughs> um that would be so good, and then just have somebody who's British get like um, get a rockstar Spud in there as like the guy from Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica. Analytica. That, yeah. This could be that could really exactly it could really work the
0: market. Exactly, marks. how did you win that match? I stole his, I, I yeah. stole his game plan. Um, oh my gosh! I it's just like am. the
1: York Foundation updated for the for the t- the twenty first century.
0: Alexander York. Now we're talking.
1: Um, so I actually kind of like all that aside. They they basically because of all the injuries and stuff they did away with any if 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 ever the plan was to put somebody to have Bailey and and Finn win you know for instance and actually have some legitimate people coming in at thirty they toss that out the window right. they're like this is a joke competition at this point mm-hmm. we're gonna lean into the joke right I don't really mind this as much as some people seem to only because. If this ends up, the, the the thing that people online are theorizing is that our truth is gonna, r truth and Carmella will win, and then r truth will come out at thirty in the women's Royal Rumble or something. You know, like because he's always wrong, He always shows up at the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> that's funny. There's gonna be something like that. Carmella comes out at thirty and does a dance break. Like it's a cool moment. Um, if that's if if they're the ones that win, I'm sure gender and Alicia could do their own thing. But I think more than anything, it's gonna be
0: kind of nice to watch a Royal Rumble with the pressure off the thirtieth spot. Right, you see, I dis, I, I like, I disagree. I think the opposite because not only is the thirty, the thirtieth spot intriguing because of the implications for the match, because our truth is not winning the rumble. We all know that. Uh, you know, usually the thirtieth person, you know, it comes in and, and you're thinking, okay, this is the in theory freshest person, and it may be a big sure. name, and this could be a, a person who conceivably wins the rumble. Um, I also though love the, and, and this is sort of the cynical bastard in me. I love the moment when thirty hits and then you realize who didn't make the rumble cut.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah.
0: there's that moment of like, oh wait, if that's it, that means this yeah. person wasn't 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 rumble worthy this year.
1: I don't think I agree. I don't think that any of this really matters because all of the pressure from thirty is now going to be placed on twenty nine. Right. And and the same things you were saying, like it's you you come to start coming to these realizations. What there was one year and the not too. I mean, I'm gonna boggle. I'm gonna botch this this memory, but it wasn't. There was some time not too long ago where there where we knew because of process elimination who thirty was going to be. Mm-hmm. Was it was that when Mysterio came back or I don't even know who it was, and uh, and it was just sort of like um eh, like a little bit of a letdown there it wasn't is the worst that, thing in the world there
0: is always that letdown moment at th- i would say one out of every three rumbles there's that letdown moment at 30 where people are in- anticipating something happening mm-hmm. and then it, the music of the other half of a tag, tag team hits Ugh, there's nothing like <laughs> it
1: there's nothing like it's it it's
0: the worst feeling in the world
1: um i think they should yeah i mean it,
0: there's still plenty of room for surprises it would oh, be yeah. it would be great i mean i hope they have some fun the with it this the, year. Rum- the rumble is uh Number two for me. I don't know about you. Number two. For, I, know, I know there's a lot of SummerSlam fans out there. Um, but the Rumble for me is always number two. The Rumble itself, even in a bad year, uh, it just becomes two of my favorite things, which is a place for surprises. It's the best. And it becomes uh, 30 theme songs. And I'm fine with that. Oh, yeah. 30 theme songs with pops. And it remains a place where, I mean, not, not you know, the, the, the AJ Styles debut in the Rumble is going to, for me, a top five debut. it it may be in the history of the the organization
1: back at grantland i went through every royal rumble and ranked all the pops Mm -hmm. actually i think we down downgraded the art the 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 scale the scope a little bit but i had already done all the research for it and it was just i mean my brain was completely melted because there's
0: there's a lot of huge ones
1: there's a lot of huge ones also i mean before i forgot what what the date was but before the modern era it really was not that big of a deal. Right. Like Hulk Hogan's music would play and people would just politely clap, you know? Like it wasn't <laughs> that like it it wasn't it was a whole different thing before the sort of meta era came and people started doing the counting down out loud and yeah. like we're like so amped and you sing along with the songs and yeah. everything. Um but yeah, there were a lot of so I so I I graded them on a curve, right? I mean, just like relative to the rest of the pops on the show. Um but there's nothing like it, man. There's nothing like just playing along. Like they yeah. could have, they could have a whole show with no wrestling, with
0: just entrances <laughs> yeah. and
1: countdowns, and I think everybody <laughs> would be happy.
0: I also love the fact that the Rumble is a place where uh, the, the uh, there seems to be a lot of effort in trying to find ways to subvert the rules. You know, mm-hmm. as far as who, how someone's eliminated or if they can be eliminated or things like that. Like yeah. You can have a lot of fun with the Rumble format that way, too. It's
1: the only it's the only match in, in the entire world of wrestling where there are rules. Right. You know, where are like right. we're like
0: we're where, where that where the fans understand the rules well enough that you can subvert them. Right. You can't you can't necessarily subvert a, a, a three count. Right, You know, I mean, of course you can. I mean, R.I.P. Dusty Rhodes. But, uh, you know, th- th- but usually when there's a three count, it's a three count. But in this one, it's like, you know, shoelace only hit the floor kind of stuff. Exactly. That's, that's and that great. becomes
1: part of the story. In right. wrestling, I guess you can like, you know, use a foreign object. and In a singles match, you can use a foreign object. And if the ref doesn't see it, but then that trope is it becomes is a trope. Right. right. I mean, they were used to anyway. Right. Um, so, yeah, that'll be fun to see. We're going to know our 30th people and we, and we get and we get to know. And, we'll you know, we get to start looking forward to the Royal Rumble in earnest. Which is only going to be only a month away now, right? Yeah, Um, that's wild. (laughs) Uh, Everything happens so fast. Um, I'm going to skip down to the end of this card so we can tear through some of these. I mean, there's 12 matches on this show, and they are and 10, 11, or nine of them. No, I'd say eight of them are really big matches. Ones you'd like to go 20 minutes. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. What's your pick for
1: that for that uh, for that match?
0: I'll take the uh truth uh because I think that's it's more fertile ground for for stuff that could uh, happen in the next month.
1: Totally agree. Um of the matches that will that that seem like fodder potential pre-show fodder. Uh, we have Natalia versus Ruby Riot and it although it is a tables match, mm. um uh what do you do you have any feel? And they've they've this is one of those where it's like they've actually made use of the downtime in the wrestling season and the extra available time on the raw on raw Mm -hmm. to put, to push a feud that is clearly just a, not a major feud. Right. And it's, and in some ways that's refreshing and Mm -hmm. in some ways it exposes the limits of what you can do. Mm -hmm. If you just quote unquote, give them time, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Ruby Riot made fun of a dead Jim Neidhart. Right. Uh, so obviously she's going over here. (laughs) I think that's probably right.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah. That uh, also, someone someone suggested talking to somebody, and they were like, "Yeah, this is going to end up being a schmoz with Bailey and Sasha coming down to to Natalia's aid." Although they haven't really had anything to do with her in a minute, in a couple, in a week or two, and I don't even know what's going on. And so it's weird that they're not on the card. Yeah, but anyway, but the, uh, and then
0: and, and that you know gets the wheels turning for people when they're not on the card. That obviously they're going to be on the card in some way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh they just gotta get that tag division going, I guess. It's um but yeah, I'm thinking Natalia. I mean I think Ruby Wright's gonna win too, because why are you having this feud if it's not to to uh, give her a little shove. Right. Uh Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander, um, these two guys these are like two of my favorite wrestlers, especially when they're together. Mm. Um I think the Buddy Murphy era will continue until uh, continue a pace until they figure
0: out what they want to do, but um obviously this could go either way I, I i actually think you you nailed it on that one you know it seems like they're planning it slow and steady right now yeah yeah did you what did you think about the uh, what did you think about daniel bryan's match on uh,
1: on smackdown it was awesome it was really good yeah. with, with, I, I mentioned it cuz mustafa ali's been
0: on 205 live most right. recently right and and i thought that they did again like it's it's the the basic difference between smackdown and raw right now which is that smackdown gets a lot of the details right and also understands the dynamic that has to exist for people to give, you know, shits about any of this stuff, which is yes. establish the characters, establish who you should feel good about, establish who you should feel bad about, uh, and uh, and 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 use that heat for for the the for good purposes for booking. And I thought everything they needed to do, they did to to make that whole segment compelling. And it was a fun match too. It was a really fun match. They did it exactly. You're you're, you're totally right about this. And the the big thing,
1: I mean. I thought I, I couldn't help thinking about how Daniel Bryan would look compared to standing next to every other person on the two of <laughs> roster because Mustafa Ali was you know had, a, had an inch or two on him. Yeah, you know? I mean it yeah. wasn't. Um, but it was a really fun match. It reminded me of um, the, tri- when Triple H in his in his prime. I'm gonna I'm gonna again, again botch this, but when he fought when Jeff Hardy got his first like singles push, he mm-hmm. was still part of the tag team, but mm-hmm. like he won a lotto drawing. Well, that was Rikishi. Against triple h but anyway the first time they 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 gave hardy a little push, that's sort of what it felt like it it's it, it, it i think it bodes well for mustafa ali yeah I um agree. uh
0: but I, I will i will you know mention what's been mentioned by a few people which is that of course being that his name is mustafa ali uh you know the default setting for w w e fans is to you know boo him which is a, a problem a problem will, for me I, I
1: will say that i that i've that i was concerned about that and that i have uh Going to live shows and stuff like and, and, and such, I I I think that that be, might be more of a preoccupation for people of our generation than it is for the younger set. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I've seen a lot of little kids like who I, I've seen little kids who didn't know who he was when he came out chaining his name at the end. See. You know, so it's I don't think that there's like it's, it isn't like when we were kids and someone just has a foreign name and, you know, you're supposed to boo him. I think they at least the places where I've been going to see shows in New York and L.A. and stuff that they, you know, most nine-year-olds have classmates named Mustafa Ali. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Operative phrase. In New York and in LA. LA. <laughs> <laughs> I do you think he's he's such a ba- he's such a baby face? And I, I mean, of all the of all the terror, you know, whatever of all the things they've done historically, I commend them for pushing him
0: in a sort of like race-blind sort of way. Oh God, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not trying to say that it's a it's a good thing that 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 anyone no, would be. You're, you're right, but I mean, like, it's it is. Listen, I, you brought a tear to my eye through that soliloquy. I hope that the world is like that now. Um, and uh, but at the same time, you know, I still think there's a lot of people that are just like he's got the the different name.
1: Um, moving on, the next. Uh, I mean, that's that's probably that's the end of the that's the end of the uh, the definite pre-show category. I guess this is what Bill Wood what Simmons would call the poop facta. Uh, although both those matches could very well be awesome, um, so let's move on to one match that I cannot believe is happening in 2018, which is Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton. Yeah, and a chairs match. Mm Hmm. Um, we neglected to mention that Natalia versus Ruby Riot is a tables match. Oh no, I think I did say that, but but it's yeah, but um, Mysterio versus Orton. They're going to be swinging some chairs. Mm -hmm. Um, I seriously think they should have a separate show for like like the senior tour. <laughs> and it's like it can be like golf where it's like you once you're whatever how old is Randy Orton I wonder? Jim, how old is Randy Orton? He's got to be what? Uh, is he 40? He's got to be 40. It's like once you're 40 you're eligible for WWE senior tour, but you can choose to stay on the main show if you think that you still have some more left. Right. Wikipedia says 38. Okay, so but the number's probably going to be like 38. But, but in in my, when my thing becomes, when my, when my pipe dream
0: becomes a reality. Um, now on the senior tour, you're only wrestling other senior wrestlers, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Rey Mysterio, <clears throat> on the other hand, is 44 years old today.
1: Really? Happy birthday, Rey Mysterio. As yeah. we're recording this today. Mm-hmm. Who knows when this is going to go up? And, and it's Sabu's birthday. So what? What? How old is Sabu? Like 70? <laughs>
0: He's 29 years old. So 29, years, tw- no. 29 years old in age, <laughs> 85 years old in body. As,
1: Sabu is one wrestler who actually just might shove it like the front door of the ringer, just like pounding on it with a chair. I shouldn't be making
0: fun of his age. <laughs> did, uh, did, what, what function do you think that this match serves? Is my question to you. I don't. I actually kind of like this. I I like that it's that exists
1: in a little bit of a parallel universe. I mean, it's not. It's but it still feels like a big match, you Mm -hmm. know. I mean, I kind of this. This seems like the right use for both of these guys. And Randy Orton's had a string of sort of underrated right use matches. Mm -hmm. Um, Like he wrestled. He. uh, But like you know, he's had his thing with Hardy. There's all these guys that I think. I mean, on smack the sort of second tier on SmackDown is a very interesting is a very interesting space.
0: I do think if properly deployed, Orton can still be effective.
1: I think so too. I mean, I think I think I think that the the biggest thing holding Randy Orton back is that he he and WWE are just kind of aware of his limitations, you know, yeah. At this point, and I, and not in a bad way. I think that when he was, dude, when he was the the authority, con, the authority chosen champion. That was just peak Randy Orton. It was just so clear that Randy Orton being, actually playing the role of the front office selected top dog, Mm -hmm. playing a sort of like slightly dim-witted version of himself, Mm -hmm. that was the best Randy Orton. Yeah. And there's nothing else you're going to get out of that. The only, and prior to that, they sort of, the default with Randy Orton was for him to be... Like John Cena Jr. Like he would just yeah. be, he would just be the the big baby face on SmackDown that popped the the went for house show purposes or whatever. But right. I like this version of when him.
0: when it, the corporate shit, it was it was like you know if they had credits in the credits it would say and Randy Orton as Randy Orton like it was the perfect role for him it was basically the himself yeah and they and they and they they booked it perfectly
1: yeah absolutely um Jim just sent me a link to a uh rey Mysterio almost match <laughs> from Santiago from when they were in Santiago last week. That's a pretty cool move.
0: Yeah, check out that move and tell me he's too old.
1: He there's something going on. Rey Mysterio is
0: reverse aging like Benjamin Button right oh, now. Oh man. Um one day he's gonna come to the ring and it's just gonna be, you know, all the the, the mask and the and the pants just fall off him because he's a toddler again. <laughs> um like in those frosted flakes commercials or whatever, the shredded wheat wait no. what are you talking oh, about oh no I know what you're talking about when, the, when <laughs> yeah. the adult eats the shredded wheat and they become a kid again yeah and they're wearing their business person clothes <laughs> right. and then the business person clothes are now too big for them because now they're a child again because of the incredible nostalgic taste of shredded Despite, wheat there I've watched
1: go. a lot of cereal commercials in my time and I feel confident saying you guys are making this up. no
0: that's absolutely true there's also one where Ray Liotta is trying to kick smoking and he has <laughs> shredded wheat and that's how he kicks smoking that one's made up. Ray, Liotta, Ray Liotta's uh, smoke, uh, smoking cessation
1: commercials are my favorite thing that I watch. My, my favorite show on television right now. Yeah. Um. I, uh,
0: my favorite part of it is the part where he's reading a script. Come on, because <laughs> come on, you know. <laughs> uh, how much do you think he gets paid for that? A lot, like a million dollars. A lot. Yeah. No, not a million dollars. I, I think less than that. I mean, it is. You are the 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 pitch man for uh, a. <laughs> you know Shantix and, uh, Shantix but but I mean he gives it his all he does he um, does.
1: who you got on Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton
0: um I'll
1: take Orton feels like Orton is the is the way to go storyline wise because he's not done with this like legend new legend killer new sort legend of thing killer. but yeah. but Mysterio's I mean Mysterio they gotta be doing something with it. and him, they have right? to there has to be some feel good on this show too that's a good point yeah uh, you got Orden. Uh, I'm gonna go Mysterio just to be different. Um, the Bar versus I like how the Bar versus the Uda, the the Usos versus the New Day. We just got all the good tag teams in wrestling. I mean,
0: in WWE or in one big match here. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that has been the flavor for a few years though, hasn't it? These same three teams sort of going around, but also just jamming. That you're you're jamming a three way with your your three best tags. It just seems like that's just what they've done. Well, they did this. I mean, they did a couple of
1: interesting things with the tag division. Uh, I'm not counting big shows appearance in that but but they they in, on the smackdown side they sort of got away from the new day and the usos or at least from the usos for a while and mm-hmm. um and yeah I mean it was just it was a so they they kind of tried some different stuff out but when it came back around I think it was just like well we can't deny that the new day and the usos are the best right. tag teams in the bar I mean these are the three best so yep. let's just let's just lean into it uh huh um they're rapping yeah, uh, the rap battle the other, the last night <laughs> was fun. Fun, yeah. The bar was incredible. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a. It, it, this is this is going to be great. It's any be a any
0: any stip's on this match or just a, this is a, a three way dance? No,
1: it's just a triple threat tag team match. All right. Who knows what's going to happen? Probably a lot of shenanigans in this one. Mm-hmm. Um. What's your pick? I'll take the bar. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard not to pick the champion in a three way. Um. I mean, just that it feels like the odds are in their favor. If you're going to do a belt switch, it should be more of a, you know, focused feud. Mm-hmm. That
0: said. Oh, here it is. I don't really care. Here it is. It's on the runway. New. No, I mean the new no, if I, if World I s- Tag Team Champions. I'm going
1: to go through the Usos. All right. I don't know why. There it I'm is. I'm feeling it. Bobby Lashley versus Elias Jesus, in a ladder match
0: with a guitar suspended the above worst. the ring. I hate it. I hate everything about both you, of these guys in this feud. You don't like you don't like Elias. I know. I love Elias. I just hate. And the feud has to be in this nonsense feud. The, do you not get some
1: appreciation out of the fact that this is like a this is a? I wrote this week. We did the Ringer did the forty or forty five favorite sports moments of the year, and I. Uh yeah, I was happy I, to see Ovechkin and the women's team winning. Yeah. Both of <laughs> them there. Um, I got Becky Lynch winning the title on there. I had to fight really hard for it. I'm just kidding. They we love the wrestling at the ringer. And um and I the part of the I mean, I, I picked the moment where she won the title, even though that wasn't the best match that she had in right. her recent or and her or even her best moment I mean, there was there were bigger there, her promo moments were bigger and stuff like that. But her winning was so significant not just because it signals that WWE's behind her right but also because there's so few times where a wrestler wins a title at a, or win at exactly the right time um it's sort of like when when Austin won for the first time when Warrior beat Hogan you mm-hmm. know there's like these things where it's like they kind of catch the ascent at just the right time yeah. all of that is a really roundabout way of saying there's some I'm getting my my greatest source of enjoyment and this feud between Elias and Bobby Lashley is—you can actively see Elias sort of like going, like going through the signs of the cross to like, or the state. <laughs> well, That's no, not the right—the stages stations, of the cross. Stages of the cross, yeah. In his ascent up the ladder, like right. you This is very clearly his big mid-card feud uh-huh. that will lead to his eventual, like, you know,
0: uh, main event status, right? Right. right. So you're, you're you're saying this is the penance that one must pay. Yes. To then ascend to the next level. Yeah, right? and
1: but also it's like I'm interested to see I mean, I could be wrong, obviously. Bobby Lashley is a very important cog in WWE you know, WWE's future as well, but I but it's 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 it's, it's gonna be fun to watch how deliberately they they package the next six to nine months of
0: Elias' career. That's yeah, and, and and if that's your entry point into this from an interest perspective, I understand it. I just hate this feud. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Um, but but I mean if 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 you if the notion is you this is a necessary feud to get to the Elias feud that I'll actually care about yeah I'm I'm willing to give that pay that some mind. Well, it was fun to see Leo Rush. I guess both I guess, we had we got a, we got a couple of instances
1: of uh, cruiserweights getting main roster matches mm-hmm. lately. Um, it was fun to see Leo Rush actually get physically involved. And I don't know every time when I see Elias versus Bobby Lashley from like a thousand feet away, looks like. Uh, it looks like not an indie match. It looks like a not in the current sense, but it looks like if I if you went to the Sportatorium in like 1995, this is the match except neither of the guys would have been would have been able to work. It's nice that both of these guys are pretty good professional wrestlers, right, too. Right. Um and Elias is incredibly compelling. Yeah, both these guys are good. This is just you know, it's not the main event and it feels that way. Um speaking of which, see Elias goes over? Oh. I think Elias goes over. Yeah, I think this is a feel good moment. I do too. And the and the winner has to like smash the guitar over the loser's head, right? I mean, that's that's yeah, gotta, that is the that's only his gimmick
0: thing that I want to see in this match.
1: um fi- Oh, they could do something. There could be like some like they could have some sort of shenanigans in that. Like, what if what if Leo Rush got to the guitar first and that's well, a gimmicked guitar? I just something. hope somebody sings Rock and Robin. <laughs> Um, right, Elias is definitely going to win Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre in a match of two other guys who might be in the main event someday Mm -hmm. Uh, definitely Drew McIntyre seems headed that way Finn seems perpetually stuck in this sort of gatekeeper role now what do you think about that is that Vince Uh, that's a really good question I wonder what would have happened. I often I often think about what would have happened if he hadn't got hurt after he won the <sighs> was the inaugural Universal Champion.
0: One of the most crushing injuries I think in recent memory, as mm-hmm. far as a guy who was clearly on the runway, you know, and then the injury happens, and then and then he's he's off TV for what like six months. Well, it's was one it? of the
1: only examples in. I mean, one one of the few examples in recent. Memory where somebody really got The rocket strapped to the back push That people yeah. talk about right yeah. it's just like no we're just Going to make this guy the champion yeah And uh And yeah it's it's wild Yeah um It's uh it, I don't know what I think about it I think That I think that we're coming I think that It's easy to say well you know We have other Stuff going on Brock Lesnar sucks a lot Of the oxygen out of the room mm-hmm and Brock's been calling I think been been picking his opponents I think to some extent for a little while too and so there's there's a lot of a lot of a lot of excuses you can make and that 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 are valid um I think we're getting we're we're approaching the time where uh, you know sometime next in the first half of next year where it's going to feel like they you got to you know shit or get off the pot with him with Balor. yeah yeah like they're gonna, they're gonna just lose the opportunity because he's he's just become, he's he's sort of just become who he is, right? Yeah. And turning him into the demon for big matches is not, is not the, is not an angle. It's not a, it's not a gimmick what? to get him more over. Why it's, don't
0: you? Th- wait, why don't I always wondered why they didn't do? Because you know, back in the day, his gimmick was not just the demon; it was also just a menagerie of different looks that he would take to the ring. The Joker look that he. Oh, had. Oh yeah, yeah. Like why didn't they ever do that with him? He did Bane. He did Bane one time. We did Bane one time, right? Yeah, he would do all kinds of stuff. Um, and I was—is it because of IP? Like, is it, they don't want to—they don't—they want to violate DC Comics copyright. Like, I always thought that it I'm, would be. I'm surprised that they go as deep into
1: like the it, into violating Marvel Comics copyright as they do. I mean, they <laughs> they brush right up against that with all that Venomy stuff that he has. But um, right, but yeah, I th- I,
0: because uh, I feel like there was mo- I before he came here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know when he was sort of a, a YouTube sensation, mm-hmm. uh, like as Prince David. Like I, I always thought that that there was a lot more to that character pre WWE than than now.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that it's a sort of. I mean, they they streamlined it and simplified him, and and and
0: they dumbed it down. Yeah,
1: and I think just the demon is a you know, it, you. It's easy for the office to wrap their mind around that. Right? He gets when he's really mad, he turns into the demon.
0: Mm-hmm. And paints himself. Right, or, I don't know. For a big match, for a big match, and then people, and then I mean, he doesn't do it. People are like, "Why didn't he become the demon?" For this they should
1: match? really make him more. They, they could, if you want to go the comic book route, the, the like the way that you would evolve the character is just to have him sort of half fin and half demon at all times, right? right. Have him come to the ring, yeah. in like a really nice suit with like black paint, like still like coming up his neck
0: and mm. sort of going all over his face. Harvey, Harvey, Harvey Dent.
1: Like yeah. when Roddy Piper fought Bad
0: News Brown? No, <laughs> not like that at all. Oh no. Okay. But, no. but but what's happened though? I just realized as we're talking about this is it's sort of become the Elaine Bennis Spongeworthy issue now with uh, Finn <laughs> Balor. Is this match demon worthy? Is the question? This match is definitely not demon worthy. Um, although it's
1: a good, it, it it is interesting. But Drew goes over. I mean, if Finn, yes, I think you got to protect the demon. I think that's what's going on here. You got to. <laughs> Drew's gonna win, so Finn will come out
0: without the paint on. And then, and then, whether will it be a a rubber match at at the Rumble with the demon? Why doesn't he just become the demon? Has he become the demon for the Rumble at any point? That's a
1: good question. Why the hell not? Because he can't lose, and he only, yeah. Then Um, he'd win the Rumble. Right. In KFABE, he should be the demon all the time. He should,
0: he should, and then it should become like a Venom thing where the demon's like, Finn, I am the reason you are winning, Finn. I would love that. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. I, I actually I blatantly loved uh, uh wholeheartedly loved the uh uh the Venom movie.
1: Yeah, I lo- I actually liked it a whole lot. I wrote a piece about how Venom was a trash character and he would only make trash movies, but it was a really good
0: movie. It was it was fun. It was a throwback to the halcyon days of the nineteen nineties. When you could make a movie and, uh, and uh, it didn't need to be uh, tied to anybody's cinematic universe. I saw Aquaman this week.
1: Oh! I'm going to be on Sean Finnessy's podcast, The Big Picture. All another right. Ringer podcast
0: uh, sometime soon talking about it. I know that there's pro- Well, first of all, you're not under embargo. I've read all the reviews. I don't, know. I don't know what I'm under. But let me ask you this. I've heard from people that it is fun, uh-huh. but bloated. Like me. Yeah. Yeah, about right. Uh,
1: Yeah, that's sort of like the best case scenario if you like fall off a Carnival cruise line.
0: It was, you know, <laughs> I was fun and bloated. <laughs> let, uh, me, let me ask you this. Where, when you compare it to Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice oh, no. and Justice League, would you say that it is better than those films? Absolutely, yes. All right, that's all I need to know. Because I hated Justice League. Yeah. And Batman v Superman... Uh, not a noble failure like the Phantom Menace. Just a failure, but an interesting failure, unlike Justice League. Um, I totally agree. Okay. Wrestling.
1: Back to wrestling. Um, who you got in Finn versus Drew? Drew, right? Matcher going through on that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, we had so many matches. Should we just skip some? No, I'm just kidding. Um, let's run
0: through these. Becky, we can do a, a, light, a lightning round. Becky if you Lynch
1: want. versus Charlotte Flair versus Asuka, triple threat TLC match for the Women's SmackDown Championship. Mm-hmm. Asuka finally looking like Asuka again on SmackDown this week. That was exciting. was a little bit like they just did that to stave off the Asuka chance. I mean, I said this. I th- I must have said this before, but there's nothing that there's nothing that explains what wrestling fandom is like in 2018 better than the way Charlotte has been treated over the past several months how she went from like relative fan favorite to the biggest heel on the roster for like being perceived to hold down Becky Lynch to right. then flipping back uh, to to the fan favorite because she beat up Ronda Rousey and now I think that the crowd's just getting so out of control the Asuka inclusion is a little I mean they needed to put her back in the main event they had to but this feels a little bit like a sop to the fans like we're just gonna we're gonna and also Becky couldn't work in the build, so that was important. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like Becky has to retain. It has to retain. And she's got all the reasons to. She's got all the schmozzy elements that'll that'll make that possible. Mm-hmm. Um why isn't this top of the card? It could be top of the card. It should be top of the card. Uh certainly I mean, I'm I'm just going in sort of in like vague Wikipedia order right here. So uh that may be, because we got Seth Rollins. Let's, let's just run through a couple of these. Cause we got to get out of here, actually. Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose. Um, I hope Dean Ambrose wins. I'm, I think he will. I'm going to pick Ambrose just for fun. That That's certainly below it in terms of significance. Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. I mean, Rousey is obviously the supernova of a star, but this match is nothing compared to the other women's match. So it, it
0: seems lower than it. I mean, Ronda Rousey's going to win, right? Right, but they, they could, I mean, Nia being Nia, there's going to be an element of uh, at least... Uh, defense on Rousey's part in this match.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it'll be a fun match. I just yeah. don't, I mean, this is, this is a, this is, you know, biting their time sort of situation. And then the other two matches are, uh, I'm making sure I'm not forgetting anything. Yeah, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, mm-hmm. which is probably the biggest match on the show. But, I mean, in, in that or the that or the SmackDown Women's Championship match. But uh, I'm not sure that Bryan versus Styles is going to headline Doesn't quite feel there. And then Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin, which is a match that in in wrestling in kayfabe is not going to happen. I mean, they they keep they keep trying to impress upon us that this match may not happen, which is super weird because I know there was actually some talk that it might not happen because of Strowman's injury. I don't know if they're still trying to walk the walk that fine line because he might come back. But the way they're treating it makes it feel like it's definitely going to happen. In because some of the way, way shape,
0: or form, it's going to happen. Yeah, the way yeah.
1: that they're insisting that it might not happen makes you feel like definitely Baron Corbin's going to go out and say, you know, you tell the referee to count to 10, and then Braun Strowman's going to emerge, emerge from the rem- bottom of the ring. Yeah, exactly. He's going to like tear up through the floor yeah. and beat up Baron Corbin, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, that one has a lot of stakes. It's also a TLC match. It's also worth pointing out that that's the only other TLC match besides the women's match, Mm -hmm. the women's SmackDown match. And it would be, you know, it Mm -hmm. would be sad to see that go to waste. Yeah. Um, And Baron Corbin, you know, might be time for him to move on from his general manager role. Into what? Uh, Just
0: a wrestler. Doing what? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Like, they kind of took his agency away from him. Like, what is he getting to be constable again as a wrestler? Like, what does he do now? I think he just goes back to being Baron Corbin wolf shirt wolf shirt hopefully wolf shirt I right. love the wolf shirt oh that'd be great be like you know in a werewolf movie where like the person rips off their normal clothes and is like oh, I'm a creature of the woods and now he's back to being savage <laughs> not I mean Randy <laughs> I love it or Lanny Um. anyway we gotta
1: do picks for all those matches Um. so I'm just gonna ask you to remember them all. I'm just kidding Braun uh, Bra- Braun versus Baron Corbin Braun Braun will show up and win yes you can also pick the match doesn't happen. I will pick that he shows up. Wins. Yeah, me too. Ronda Rousey versus Nia Jax. You, know, you, book a, you don't
0: book a TLC match with Braun Strowman without him putting someone through something. Yeah.
1: And I guess he could show up in a cast like he doesn't really need both arms to beat
0: up Baron Corbin in a TLC match. No, he should like get like, rawr, and then Baron Corbin throws himself through a table.
1: Well, that's actually he's so, funny.
0: Sc- he's so scared. I like
1: that. that's good booking. They should. You should get work for WWE. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Uh Bryan. It feels like Bryan has to retain, but th- there's a lot of it. Feels like this should happen on this card. Maybe you just go with your go with that because this is TLC, and, and they got you know more important things coming up, mm-hmm. uh, bigger moments to f- surprise you. See,
0: that's as we get closer to Mania, that becomes a question of what they have in store for Bryan for Mania
1: also for AJ Styles. Yeah. I mean, this should be a WrestleMania match. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess they could just like tease it forward. I mean, just play just just
0: do it again. Yeah. And and then the question is if this is the WrestleMania match, then what what f- pushes the the angle forward more, his well, retaining I mean, or his losing? Right.
1: I mean, you look at this 12 cards on this. I mean, 12 matches on this card, Certainly cards. there will be it feels like 12. It'll feel like 12 <laughs> cards by the time the night's over. <laughs> By the, it certainly, I mean, there there will probably be a couple of these TLC or just tables matches, ladder matches that end up being, like the Braun Strowman match, that'll end up being 30 second schmazes, you know, like some gimmick thing.
0: Yeah. But,
1: with a card this full on a pay-per-view that's obviously not the biggest deal in the world, you could... T- I mean, it, it would not shock me if Daniel Bryan, like, refused to wrestle on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just, just a double down on the heel shtick. Yeah. If he was like, no, you drove a gasoline-powered car to the arena, so
0: I refuse to get in the ring with you. Well, it'd be very <laughs> out of the ordinary for a Daniel Bryan match to be affected for uh, the timing of the rest of the card. I mean, that's never <laughs> happened before. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's one
1: way they could play it forward. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. I mean, I don't know... Uh, they they could go a lot of different ways. And SmackDown is, the SmackDown r- roster is loaded, but mm-hmm. I don't know if there, there's not like a really logical next um, thing thing for Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles to do unless it's Randy Orton, you know, which seems kind of weird. Mm. Or Rey Mysterio, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's probably a million people I'm forgetting. Did we leave anything out? I don't think so.
0: I don't think you made a pick
1: on uh, Daniel Bryan, AJ. Uh, Daniel Bryan. There you go. Mm-hmm. Is the pick. Mm-hmm. It's official. Um it's going to be a fun show regardless. We're something there there will be letdowns
0: because that show because like we said on paper it's just so wild it's so- on on paper it's a 7-hour show. Yeah. So like there like you said something's going to there's be schmazes and short matches and matches that don't happen. But it's going to be fun. There's a lot of clear-cut rooting interests on this card and that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's gonna be it's it's really cool, and it's gonna and it's gonna be cool because I think that we're gonna start seeing exactly where we're going
0: for the next three months, mm-hmm. and that's big. The build for you know. So where are you on Rousey headlining a uh, Mania? It's gonna happen, right? That's gotta be the top match, right? I mean, if it's Rousey, Becky Lynch, sure. That's a that's a WrestleMania. Is she the biggest man. star in the company right now? She bigger than Lesnar, you think? Rousey or Becky? Rousey. Um, to the cash to the cash fans yeah probably yeah um
1: I mean but I mean I don't think here's the thing I uh, Becky Lynch is not that far I mean seriously sure, certainly she's not that well known to the casual fans but but putting those two together I think is the biggest gimmick, the biggest match that the biggest have. match they could put together because Becky Lynch might be might by the end of it be the biggest star in wrestling I agreed um it's really I mean, they what they have with her is something incredibly if special. They have the stones to put her over against Rousey in the biggest pay per view of the year. And then have and then have Rousey like cry afterwards. Like do that whole like <laughs> yeah. you know, they have to right. lean into yeah, it. Yeah, they have to lean it.
0: Right. Exactly. It has to be the same thing that happened in, in UFC.
1: All right, a little bit of news before we get out of here. Thank you for doing all those picks. Thank you for coming by. I'm going to say Oh, it's my
0: pleasure. I love you. I love this podcast. I love all your podcasts. Um, and it's great to be here at uh, the Ringer HQ NYC. Yeah, well, it's a nice office. Yeah, yeah there's coffee and mugs here.
1: Um, I'm no Conrad Thompson, but I do the best I can. David, chat me up. <laughs>
0: Uh, about Larry
1: the Ex Hennig John Cena uh, news of the week John Cena won the Sports Illustrated Legacy Award which is like the award that Colin Kaepernick won a year before Mm -hmm. that's a pretty big deal right what the
0: hell is that though what is it like their their, humanitarian of the year yeah
1: I think so All right, he does a lot of humanitarian stuff Mm -hmm. Uh, Muhammad Ali's won it Mm -hmm. and he won it for all of us he said for all the wrestlers out there
0: oh that's sweet
1: that's yeah, pretty good, including
0: hockey talk, man.
1: Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> That'd be funny if he was like for all like people like gave him the like the Twitter he that had came after him on Twitter for like all of us, all the wrestlers. There's so many <laughs> evil wrestlers. Um, that was the first thing I was thinking. <laughs> well, there's all. First of all, there's the wrestlers who were actually terrible human beings. That you know that would be right. legitimate, right? But that would be funny if people started doing like kayfabe versions of. I'm I'm mad online. Just like whenever,
0: like any time a wrestler like, don't speak for me, John Cena. Yeah, yeah. Or,
1: <laughs> like WWE. Are you really gonna let? Are you are you really gonna let Baron Corbin headline your pay per view after the despicable things that he's done? And you just get really. <laughs> um, let's see. Raw. We we talked about the, the fantastic ratings that Raw has received. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry the Exhale. One of the greats died. We're not going to be able to give him en- enough time to. Uh, to um do it justice. But no. but go watch Larry the X Larry the X Hennig, Mr. Perfect's dad. Mm-hmm. That thing where he he what happened where he he had to come to his son's oh against the Road Warriors. Back in the AWA, the Road Warriors were taking out Kurt Hennig when he was just chipper little young baby face and Larry That's the right. X had to come to his rescue. And that, that was a, that was a huge moment. I think I watched that on ESPN too or wherever they had, like the AWA wrestling or ESPN News. What was it? It was probably on or Classic. Or ESPN classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and man, that was some good stuff. That was some really good. I was a thing. I remember being confused as to how Mister Perfect was there and why he was a good guy, if I remember correctly. But that was a, I, an incredibly affecting.
0: My moment. my uh, AWA rabbit hole recently was uh, <laughs> looking at old Scott Hall matches. Oh, mustache was, matches. Big, big Scott Hall mustache, kind of blown out permy hair. It's, it's insane it. to me that someone looked at that and said, you know what. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess the the diamond stud era kind of probably opened up the possibility to to, to think I, of him I, as, I, as a Ramon.
1: Yeah, no, no, that 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 part of it makes sense. I just don't know how WWF didn't try
0: to sign him when he was like agreeing to be the diamond stud. You know? Right. Like, it's
1: just like he looked like a perfect red WWF
0: guy. Anyway, d- I mean, from the, the dimensions of it. But at the time, he looked like, you know, I- I- if someone uh, hooked a bicycle pump up to Magnum T.A., is what he looked
1: like that's, it, that's, that's exactly what Vince was telling the talent relations department at that time just like <laughs> so can someone hook a bicycle pump up <laughs> it's a Magnum, to TA. Magnum t- um, <laughs> what else do we get WWE is apparently talking about signing uh, Kushida now oh. which is an interesting an interesting choice but um, what do you think they do, they do with him I mean that feels like a, uh, I was gonna I don't, I don't know if that's a 205 live move yeah that's, that, the, that's my question I mean, at some point you're just gonna sign. I mean, at some point, they're, I mean, you're gonna sign. They're gonna sign some people. I don't know if you can pay him enough to just be NXT for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously you can pay him whatever you want, but I don't know if it's if you can make it worth his while to jump. Um, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one. He, I'm not, I'm not sure that he would be. That he would be really compelling on the land of the Giants on the main roster, although it's gotten a lot smaller too. So we'll see. Right. He's a fantastic worker. I mean, he mm-hmm. could be a whole lot of fun. And I think that he's, I mean, the, the the theory is that he's sort of seen his, he's been told that he's reached a ceiling in New Japan or or it's been
0: implied. So mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows, man? Well, I mean, the, the WWE has an amazing track record of taking guys from New Japan and really doing well with them. Yeah. Jokes.
1: Yeah. No, and that, I hope that, I hope, I hope he doesn't leave. There's all those there's, there's rumors are going around that Nakamura is going to go back or do something else. Um, I don't think they'll let him. I think they'd be too worried that he'd go to like all elite wrestling mm-hmm. or whatever. And so they're just going to give him $20 million just to keep doing what he's doing. Aventuk Man once wore a mask, according to, uh, according to Sergeant Slaughter. He once put on a, a, a mask and wrestled in his very early days. But This is from Uproxx. The cleverly named Wrestling News caught up with one of McMahon's contemporaries from that time, Sergeant Slaughter, to ask him if he had any Vince McMahon stories we'd never heard. It turns out he had a great one about the time Vince rebelled against his father's wishes and put on a mask to wrestle him at a house show. Um,
0: to wrestle Sergeant Slaughter.
1: Yeah, Vince versus Vince in a mask versus Sergeant Slaughter at a house show. Um, some, someday. Some, well, if I could go back in time, I think that's the one thing. The one thing I would go back and do.
0: That's like uh it's like when uh, uh Peter Parker wrestled in the in the San remi Spider Man. <laughs> he put a mask on so no one knew who he was. Um yeah. Well and Macho Man Randy Savage was pretending to be something called Bone Crusher. Bone Saw Bone Saw is ready. Um, did you uh did we get a name for what Vince wrestled as? No, I don't think so. Is he like uh Exterminator number one or you know, something along those lines? Invader uh, number one.
1: Oh no. Oh yeah, no, no. They call him elio De Fe, but that's a joke. No. No, it was probably executioner number one
0: <laughs> that's what I'm looking for ex- Mr. Executioner, R-
1: Mr. Wrestling number three um <laughs> oh and and like big Cass had a seizure yeah. at the House of Hardcore event I'm reluctant to go in too deep on that because that whole thing has been really sad and we don't really know there hasn't been really any updates that I've seen since then so uh hopefully he's okay yeah weird and scary very very weird very scary um yeah, I mean, he's you know, he uh, n- nobody wants that to happen. No. Um, speaking of things nobody wants to happen, Jeff Jarrett uh, ran on the field during a Tennessee Titans game. Was that <laughs> this week or the week before? I'm just I'm, I was joking with the segue here. I love Jeff Jarrett, one of my childhood idols, but they are actually starting the Fox push now. They had Jeff Jarrett run out because he's a Tennessee guy and plant the flag for the Titans and. We're a ways away from Fox getting SmackDown, but it's but the the, the, the PR push has begun. What that was, do you think? That was, that was part
0: of it. The PR push.
1: Yeah, Have Jeff Jarrett come out? Jeff Jarrett came out and like Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were like we were, were, we're openly talking about Fox getting wrestling. Jesus, it's happening. Man, I mean, Jeff Jarrett's you know he's friendly with some people at Fox, which is probably why they they just decided to te- test the waters with him. And also, he's you know not too busy touring the world with WWE <laughs> or anything like that. Um, but man, I think it's awesome. Just, Once again, just, give, just
0: give, give, give you a taste of what they're going to be able to do. It's going to be so fun. Uh, the synergy of that deal is a really interesting. I mean, obviously the most interesting part of that deal is the synergy of it. Um, I, I just, I just hope that we get to a point where it's like m- mid nineties WCW where every WWE star shows up on Fox properties in some way, shape or form. Kind of like when you were watching whatever the original programming on TNT was. and. Buff Bagwell would show up. Oh, yeah. You know, well, that's, that's what I want. That, I want WWE people all over Fox programming. It's absolutely terrible. Um, we got
1: to get out of here. Greg, thank you so much for doing this. Were it, you going
0: to plug anything? Uh, yeah, Puck Soup. If you want to check out something that's about 30% hockey and 70% not, ESPN on Ice. If you want to check out something that's about 95% hockey and all my writing is on ESPN.com, which I know for a lot of hockey fans is not necessarily a destination, but it should be. Because we're doing some really good stuff there these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really appreciate it.
1: Jim, you have anything you want to plug?
0: Yes, I will be performing this Saturday in Los Angeles
1: in Tom Gunn Live. Get your tickets at TomGunLive.com. Thank you guys for listening. Enjoy TLC. It's going to be fantastic. Or it might be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic on paper. We're going to be back here next week talking about how much of it was on paper and how much of it left off the page. Apologies, as always, to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. Fun,
0: huh? But bloated.